In John 10, 10, Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they might have life and life more abundantly. Just like 2,000 years ago, Israel is waiting for the coming of its Messiah, waiting for the King to come and save Israel. But the Messiah is already here. He is walking in the streets of Israel, healing the sick, freeing people from darkness and slavery to sin, giving people hope, a future, and an abundant life. Fourteen years ago, on these streets of Tel Aviv, He also found me. I just got out of prison. Drugs completely ruined my life. I was lonely, sick, hopeless, with no will to live. It was in this hopeless situation that Jesus found me and arranged a meeting with a wonderful man, Vladimir Krichko, who told me that I don't have to suffer because Jesus had already suffered for me. I did not need to die because Jesus had already died for me. And that evening, I accepted Yeshua as my Lord and Messiah. He walked into my life and it completely changed. Yeshua returned my health to me, gave me a beautiful wife and children. He gave me many friends and an amazing ministry. Now my life is full of joy and meaning. My life is truly filled with God's blessing. That is why today my team and I, the Living Israel community, have dedicated our lives to the spreading of the gospel of the Kingdom of God in the land of Israel. And we do this through various outreach programs, which include a soup kitchen in Tel Aviv, where every month we feed more than a thousand people who are in a hopeless situation. We have opened nine rehabilitation centers for men and women, through which we help them get out of the slavery of drugs and alcohol. We also have shelters for women who have been abandoned by their husbands or who are exposed to domestic violence. We have a Bible school of discipleship whose graduates have opened more than 30 churches throughout Israel. We help new immigrants integrate into Israeli society through various social projects. We honor and serve the Holocaust survivors through daily home visits, monthly events, and holidays. We give them our gratitude and show them our love. Today, one of the highest priorities in the work of our community is the ministry to young people, the youth and children. And through various youth camps, conferences, and other projects, we are building our future. Fulfilling His Great Commission by going to the last sheep of the house of Israel and bringing them the gospel of salvation. And we invite you to partner with us for the fulfillment of God's plan here in the Holy Land, Israel. We are very blessed today to have the pastor from there. They founded over 30 congregations in the last few years, and they got a goal to reach 100, and it's very doable. Natural children of Abraham are becoming believers in their Messiah. Amen. It's awesome. So without any further delay, Michael Sandowski, come right on. Andre Zaremba, we know Andre, he's going to be translating for him. He's going to be preaching in Russian. Shalom. Shalom. Мы для нас очень большая честь и привилегия быть здесь у вас. 
Я очень-очень люблю Техас. Я люблю Техас, потому что здесь очень много верующих. His uh, laptop, um, uh, iPad just got blocked when he was sitting there, so. But it will be okay. Сейчас, ну, в этом маленьком ролике, который является моим свидетельством. In this short clip where you saw my testimony. Мы показано наше служение, которое называется "Живой Израиль" в Израиле. And there it shows about our ministry called "Living Israel in Israel." И Израиль еще называют Божьими часами. Israel is also called the, the God's timepiece or God's watch. То есть, смотря на Израиль, мы можем знать время Бога. When you look at Israel as a country, you can know the timing of God. И Иешуа сказал, что Евангелие обойдет весь мир. And Jesus said that the gospel is going to go around the whole world. И потом оно вернется в Израиль. Then it's going to come back to Israel where it started. И сегодня и сегодня Евангелие возвращается в Израиль. And we see how today the gospel is coming back to Israel. И это нам как церкви, как верующим говорится, что Иисус грядёт. And for us as believers, this tells us that Jesus is coming back. He's near. И Сегодня, как пастор молился и today, говорил, today as Pastor Allen uh, spoke and preached and prayed, этот мир сходит с ума. That this this world is going crazy. То есть безумие все больше и больше наполняет этот мир. It seems like it's going crazier and crazier. Seems like it's going crazier and crazier. И единственное, я думаю, причина, почему этот мир еще ну стоит. And the only reason that this world is still standing, it's because of us. Because of the church. It's because of believers. Today, if we read or we watch the news, before there there was news on the news channel, Сегодня это плохие новости. Today the only thing they show on the news is bad news. Сегодня нет хороших новостей. There is no new, good news on the news channel. Сегодня если вы включите телевизор. Today if you put on the TV channel. Если вы прочитаете новости там в соцсетях. If you read the news at any social media. Там только плохие новости. It's only bad news all the time. Но у нас с вами есть хорошая новость. But to us we have the good news. Иешуа умер за наши грехи. Jesus died for our sins. И он грядёт. And he is near, he's coming back. Завтра наступает еврейский Новый год. Tomorrow is uh, the Jewish uh, New Year. Рошашана. Рошашана. 5782. 5782nd year. From the beginning of the world. And this, and this holiday symbolizes to us believers in Jesus. 
his return. This holiday is also it's called the Feast of the Trumpets. And it says in Revelation that Jesus is going to come back to the sound of the trumpets. And uh, us as believers in Yeshua, every time Rosh Hashanah comes, we believe that Jesus is right here, he's near. And today I want to share a short word with you. Uh, that has something to do with Jesus' return. And this um, story is written in Matthew chapter 25 uh, from verse 1 through 13. I'm the foolish ones took their lamps, but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there be not enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they who, they who were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. But, they answered, but he answered and said, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, watch, for you do not know either the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man comes. Amen. Amen. So all of us uh, as believers, we heard this story many times. We read it many times. But today when Pastor Allen said, uh, share anything you want, I want to share what I've been going through personally in the last couple months. And this uh, uh, story about these ten virgins who were waiting for the bridegroom. So this story is about the church. Because the church is waiting for the bridegroom. And it says here that the whole church, all of the virgins were waiting for the, for the bridegroom. But when they fell asleep, look what happened. So the church was waiting, but the whole church fell asleep. And it's, uh, it's, people tend, even the believers, they tend to sometimes fall asleep. People do make mistakes. People do sin sometimes. Because we are humans. 
And this happens in the life of believers as well. Because uh, the Bible says that this condition of sleepliness or sleepiness is the condition of sin. Because in a different verse it says when they were asleep, the enemy came in and he sowed the bad seed. So here it says that everybody fell asleep. But then, when they all woke up, when they heard that the bridegroom is near, five of the virgins, their candles, their lamps went out. Because there was not enough oil. Есть много ну, теологических э, раз, как бы, размышлений, что такое масло. То есть масло у одних было, у других не было. И знаете, вот просто в последнее время вдруг Бог мне по-новому положил на сердце пережить, что такое это масло. So I want to share with you what God put on my heart personally in the last few months, what the oil is. Масло это что-то связанное с вечностью. The oil is something that has to do with eternity. То есть масло это ожидание вечности. The oil is the expectation of eternity. Масло это размышление о вечности. The oil is the thinking about eternal things. Потому что сегодня многие верующие люди, because today many believers, они живут на этой земле так, they live on this earth as if, как будто они будут здесь жить вечно. As if they're going to live on this earth forever. Такое ощущение, что вечность никогда не наступит. It's almost like they feel like eternity will never come. Что, что они вечно будут жить, и люди как бы вкапываются в эту землю. It's almost like people live today like they're going to live on this earth forever, and they get rooted more and more in this earthly life. То есть люди больше размышляют о земном, чем о небесном. People think, the believers think more about the earthly things than about the heavenly things. И когда в их жизни предстоит делать какой-то выбор, in their life when they have to make a decision they mostly make decisions based on their earthly life not their heavenly life every day I want to tell you that every day we tend to make these decisions and every day we, we are in front of a decision to either pick the earthly thing or the heavenly thing we have a decision every day to be good or to be evil. Either to forgive or to not forgive. Uh, either be, uh, uh, be a blessing to give or not to give. We always have a decisions every single day. And God wants us that every decision we make on a daily basis would be heavenly, based on eternity thinking. God wants us to live on this earth as in heaven. Remember the Lord's Prayer. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
But people tend to make mostly their decisions earthly decisions. This even happened back in the Jesus time. When the Pilate uh, brought up uh, Jesus in front of the people before he was crucified. We know that Jesus was not guilty. So the Pilate brought him in front of the people. And Pilate was actually looking for a chance uh, to, to, to let him go. So he, he thought the best thing to do was to bring up Barabbas. Remember, Barabbas was a murderer. He was a criminal. And the Pilate brought him in front of the people. And he says, choose, because it was an easy choice. There's an opportunity to choose. And look what's interesting about this story. The name Barabbas... In Hebrew, Bar is the son, Abba is the father. So the name of this criminal was the son of the father. But we know he was the son of the earthly father. He was the son, like Jesus in one passage said, your father is the devil. So on one side, there was a son of one father. And on the other side was the son of the heavenly father. And from the two sons, from different fathers, the people tended to choose the son of the earthly father. And I believe that these virgins, that did not have the, that, the ones that didn't have the oil, in their life they tended to choose the earthly things, not the er heavenly things. That's why they told them, to the to the to the uh, smart virgins, they said, "Give us some of your oil." They said, "No, no, no, no. We're not going to give it to you." You know what? Uh, you know, uh, somebody who has a, a ticket uh, to the NFL or to a movie theater, they can give it to you. They can bless you with it. But your ticket to eternity, nobody's going to give that to you. Nobody's going to share their ticket to eternity with you. Only Jesus can give you a ticket to their eternity. So your ticket to an eternity, nobody's going to share their ticket to eternity with anybody. Only each of us has our own ticket to eternity. But we're supposed to always take care of that ticket. That, that therefore, if you live today on earth as it is in heaven, that then, today, all the bad news today that you hear in the world, they are good news. Because it doesn't matter what will happen on this earth. 
Doesn't matter how crazy it's going to get in this place. You have the good news. You have a ticket to eternity. Apostle Paul said that death to me is, um, what do you call it, uh, is gain. Even bad news, they were good to him because he knew he's going to meet with his Lord and Savior. And those people who were on earth but did not think in heavenly terms about eternity, we know how their life ended. We know how their, uh, their life ended. These the virgins came and they knocked on the door. And the Lord said, go away, I don't know you. It's a sad story. But for us, it's a good story. Uh, and in the end of the story, uh, Yeshua, Jesus said, watch to make sure. And to me, when Jesus says, watch, it means be in the condition of waiting. It's, it's live in this life of expectation, already live on earth as if you were living already in heaven. It's like the apostles. The biggest revelation that I've received when I just became a believer, a baby believer, when I found out how the apostles died, I couldn't accept it this into my mind. They gave their lives for Yeshua. And that's what in, uh, encouraged me in my faith, who made me stronger in my faith. Because if the gospel was not the truth, nobody would give their lives for the, for the gospel if it wasn't the truth. Can you imagine one time when Jesus came to Peter and he told him? After he was resurrected. He told Peter how he's going to die. Yeah. Jesus told Peter, he said, listen, if you're going to follow me, this is how you're going to die. And you're going to die a horrible death. And then after this scary story that Jesus told to Peter, he said, follow me. Remember the story. Can you imagine Jesus himself is going to come to you personally and he's going to tell you, tomorrow, if you say you get in your car and drive to church tomorrow, you got to get a bad car accident and you will die. Would you get in the car and drive to church tomorrow? <laughs> but Peter got in the car and drove. Well, so to say. Jesus told Peter how he's going to die. And afterwards he said, now follow me. 
and he followed him. And he died as Jesus told him he's going to die. You know why he, he could do that? Because he saw Jesus. He saw him when he was alive. He saw him when he was dead. And he saw him when he was resurrected. So he was living on earth in, as it is in heaven. Because Jesus brought this eternity already here on earth with him. And today I want to live like that as well. In these crazy times, I want to live on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, not so long, I was sick with the COVID. Five months ago, my whole family had COVID. Half of our church in Israel had COVID. And uh, I got sick worse than everybody in our ministry. And my wife. Me and my wife had it the worst. <laughs> Probably as pastors, we took the whole heaviness of the sickness upon ourselves. <laughs> and everybody else had it easy. So I was sick for three weeks. And for the last week, I was hospitalized. I had double pneumonia. And this whole week, I had these thoughts enter my mind that most likely I'm not going to make it. So I called uh, my family on video calls every night. I was praying with my family and I was crying. And I said, I want to come back home so bad and see you guys. I want to get better so bad. And you know when these thoughts enter my mind that I'm probably going to die. I was thinking a lot about eternity. I was thinking like, you know, maybe soon I'm going to meet him. What, what is that going to be like? Am I going to be able to look in his eyes? Is everything going to be good with my life? Am I going to walk into that closed door? I was thinking about these things. I was thinking about eternity. And I was praying a lot. I had a high fever. So I was on fire physically. And I felt like this fire that was in my body physically, I also felt that I was on fire in my soul. During this whole week, God showed me many dark stains on my soul. He was still showing me many areas in my life where I touched some unclean things with my soul. Maybe in my thoughts, maybe in my feelings, maybe in my wants or desires. And I was repenting. And I was crying. And God was cleansing me. And God was cleansing me. And the more he was cleansing me, the more my soul was filled with eternity, the more I felt I'm ready to meet him. This was a very special time for me. Don't, don't think about it, I was a crazy sinner or anything like that. <laughs> it was just an, a deeper level cleansing that God was doing with me. And uh, after that, I became better.
But uh, I've been saving this condition ever since. Today I live on this eternity feeling. I live every day expecting of him. Today I'm protecting this condition of cleanliness in my soul. For the past five months I've been protecting this new condition that God gave me. I put all the efforts into it. That my soul would not get unclean again. I want my soul to be filled with eternity. Today I want to live on earth as it is in heaven. And not be afraid. Doesn't matter what will happen on this earth. Doesn't happen how Corona is going to get worse. I know I have the good news regardless. That Yeshua is near and he's coming for his church. And in the end, I want to share a small testimony. Uh, this trip to the United States, it has, a, it has a goal. I came here specifically for one reason. Our organization called Living Israel. And we have a 51C3 here in the United States, in Texas, in Stephenville. And uh, Andre is the director of this organization. And uh, I came here to the United States because we have a need. And you saw in this clip, they, saw, they showed our ministry. Most of our ministry is in the monastery. This monastery we're renting from the Greek Catholic Church. And we've been renting it from them for 16 years. I've been living there since the beginning. I've been a believer for 16 years. And I live in this monastery. Uh, on the premises, they have about 70 people living there at any given time. Uh, to this monastery, we take people up the streets. And then we send them to rehab homes. We have 10 rehab homes around this monastery. Then these people come back to the monastery for the Bible school. This school has been ongoing for the past 10 years. This school already had more than 700 graduates, more than 40 pastors that opened up 34 churches in Israel and that opened 16 churches all over the world and eight other countries. And this monastery is like the heart of our, of our ministry, of our congregation. Today, live in Israel is the biggest church in Israel. And today, all the people that are in the ministry, the pastors growing church in Israel, is, uh, came out of this monastery. 13 years ago, in this monastery was my first wedding. 16 years ago, when I became a There was only 20 of us brothers. We didn't have wives, nor kids, nothing. And I told to my brothers back then, 16 years ago, 
We were uh, in the park doing some shish kebab, some barbecue. And all around us there were families with kids and wives. They were also just relaxing. Um, and we were looking at them and we were like very envious. Because there's only us 20 brothers. I said, listen guys, one day we're also going to have wives and kids. We're going to be good as well. And 13 years ago was my first wedding. After me, there was 190 weddings. More than 300 kids were born to this ministry. And these are the, the kids being born to the people who are not even were supposed to be alive. Because their, their parents were supposed to die from drugs and alcohol abuse. But God did a miracle. Those people are alive and they're prosperous and they're healthy families. And today they're spreading the kingdom of God all over Israel. And this monastery, it's like the heart of the whole ministry. And this spring, when I had corona, one also bad news came to us. Uh, the Greek Catholic Church came to us. They told us we have to leave the monastery. And we have no idea where we're going to go. I don't know where I'm going to go. We don't have anything on our own. Uh, and the goal of my trip, sorry, one more thing. And this monastery, the reason we're so successful is because, because of the format of the ministry. Even during the pandemic, all the Israeli churches were closed. Our church was closed for a year and two months. And we couldn't gather as a church. But because of the monastery, how we set up there, because we had 70 people living at the premises, they couldn't shut us down. Because we all lived there. So we had people come in there every single day. From the streets, from the rehab centers, from the, from the soup kitchen. And so it functioned the whole time throughout the pandemic. And through the pandemic year, we baptized 70 new people that came to Yeshua. For Israel, these are mega numbers. And this is, thank God, for the monastery that they have, the, 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 the way it's set up there. So um, I was supposed to fly to the United States uh, July 15th. July 15th in the evening time. And, and, the reason, and the reason for my trip is to find finances basically for a new heart, a new place where we can go to after they took away the monastery from us. To help Andre fundraise. <laughs> so in the evening time, on the 15th, I'm supposed to fly to the United States. In the morning time, I go to a doctor for a checkup. This is the last story he's saying. <laughs> and then after this I'm going to pray 
Every six months I go to do a checkup of my liver. Because for 10 years I was shooting up heroin into my arms. And for 17 years I had hepatitis C. Because of medication, for, since four years ago, I don't have hepatitis C anymore. But because of the drug use and hepatitis C, my liver was very badly affected. I have the third level of the scarring of the liver. Fourth level is cirrhosis. I only have 30% of a healthy liver. But my doctor told me that I can live with this liver like that. If I live a normal life, then I can, uh, or a healthy life, then I can live with this kind of liver. But the devil still came and attacked me because of this. Because my pastor, my spiritual father, died at 52 years old because of cirrhosis. That's why every six months I would go for a checkup of my liver. They would always check, do a scan of my liver to make sure that the third level didn't go into the fourth level, so I don't have cirrhosis. So the 15th in the morning I came for a checkup every six months. They did like a fiber scan to, 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 to check the, the, the scarring of the liver. And afterwards, I walk into the cabinet of my doctor, and she's sitting there typing a letter to my doctor. And she's typing, like, a very emotionless face, and she's like, you don't need to come here anymore. There's no uh, restrictions on your liver. And uh, the scarring completely disappeared, zero. This happened with me personally. I'm a skeptic by nature. And the, the crazy thing is, while she was telling me this news, she was emotionless. She just gave me a piece of paper and said, bye. <laughs> so I walked out of the door, and the first thought that came into my mind, I, <laughs> that I probably have cirrhosis already and she just wants me to get her out of her office. <laughs> so the first thing, I was so skeptical that I didn't even call my wife. I called my main physician, my doctor. I said, listen, you just got an email, please check what it says. So she's reading it. There's no restrictions in her liver. You don't need to come for checkups anymore. And the scar in your liver completely disappeared. And I asked her, I said, can this happen? She said, the scar in the liver tends to recede a little bit if you live a healthy lifestyle. But in the past 40 years as a doctor, I have never seen it to completely disappear. So I asked her, can I say praise God? She says 100% you can say praise God. So this happened with me personally. 
on the day that I was flying to the United States. I came to the United States for a new heart, for a new monastery. But God gave me a new liver. And today I'm really blessed that I'm here with you. For me, it's a huge privilege to have friends in Texas because you guys are awesome. You really believe in God. The, the whole world just look at you as an example of God's people because you believe in God. We really believe that Texas is going to be like the, rest, the last battle for the whole world. <laughs> And right now, uh, I want to pray for you guys. So the healing that God did with my liver, I, I put together with another thing. Uh, first, uh, the healing was like a sign to me before coming to the United States. And the second one, it's, I, I, had a, a, I put a connection between the healing of my liver and the condition, the new condition that God gave my life. Yeah. That God filled me with this eternity, this cleanliness, holiness of heaven inside of me. Because when you are filled with eternity, Bible speaks about that there's no sickness in eternity. Therefore, here today on earth, you can live as it is in heaven. Be filled with this eternity. To walk in the condition of the eternity. And in this condition of eternity, all sickness can disappear. And in this condition of eternity, the worst, sin, uh, the worst sickness disappears. Death. There's going to be no death in eternity. We're going to walk through death into life. Right now, I want to pray for you guys. If something hurts, if relatives have some kind of sickness, I want to pray for healing. Okay? Let's stand up. If something hurts, put your hand where it hurts. If it's in your uh, relatives, imagine that you're putting your hands on them. People who are watching us online, also with us, if you can stand up. Dear Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I come to you with great uh, thankfulness that we have this good news that you died for our sins and you resurrected for our righteousness, that we have this ticket to eternity 
thank you that heaven is already filling our souls today. I thank you for this hunger that you give to your kids to, to search you out, to have a meeting with you on a daily basis, to always think about you. I thank you for this, Yeshua. And right now I ask you that you would touch every person here that wants to receive healing today. I ask you that your eternity would fill every cell of our bodies, of our soul, and this condition and in this condition of eternity all the sickness would disappear all 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 uh, hurt would disappear all weakness would disappear and I proclaim your victory in everybody I proclaim the power of your holy blood over everybody and I proclaim your freedom your healing your well-being and I ask you Father like you healed me that you would heal every sickness every hurt every pain Every, every weakness. And I ask you, Father, that you would cover all of us with your holy blood. And may your holy blood protect us from all curses, from all bad things, from all evil, from all sickness, from all the coronaviruses. I proclaim your victory in all of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Amen. Amen. Thank you.